Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People Podcast Season Two Yay! with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. We are so excited to be back. We missed you so much. And today we're going to be giving you some life updates. A lot has happened in the few months that we've taken a break. But before we jump into those things, we wanted to remind you of some ways you can support us. Yeah. uh, First of all, leaving reviews is such a big support. It helps more people find out about our podcast. So if you head over to wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes or where else? Uh, Spotify. Definitely Spotify. (laughs) I always forget there's anything but iTunes. Um, Wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review, it will, uh, first of all, make us smile big time. And then just also is a great way to support the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't make us frown. Someone left a really not nice comment. So if someone can make up for it with a kind comment, (laughs) it would make us really happy. But we do read them and we will take note. Uh, Some people have given us really constructive feedback Mm -hmm. and we will implement it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you do have ideas of topics we can cover or ways we can improve the show, we always love hearing about that. Kindly. (laughs) Also, we have a Patreon. Patreon is uh, the way that we support this podcast. We supplement that with what we put into it from our own bank accounts. And we're so happy to do that because we feel that this resource is so valuable. And it's one of the ways that we get to very much connect with our listeners and with people who are doing really awesome things in the world and who also want to help people be plant-based. So you can do that at patreon.com slash people. Yes. Um, you can find, as always, the show notes and all all our other episodes at plantpoweredpodcast.com. And yeah, we're really excited to be kicking off season two, as we mentioned. So you guys can expect every single month on the 1st and the 15th, a new episode will be going live on the Plant Powered People podcast. So where we left off last season was with my new book, Plant-Based on a Budget. I was going on tour and I needed to take a little break. So thanks, Michelle, for your patience. (laughs) I traveled nearly weekly from uh, the day after my wedding. My wedding was March 31st. So I I started traveling that week and have gone almost weekly. And now we're in the summer, end of summer. So I... I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, but it's crazy. Tony's been on like Hallmark Home and Family and like, where else have you been? I've like, crazy been to TV shows. most major cities and have had opportunities that I am so privileged and honored to have. I've gotten to reach a mainstream audience, which has been a goal of mine since I started doing this full time. So I'm really grateful. Thanks for every, thanks to everybody who has purchased my book and left a review. I'm, I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude by the support that I've received. So yeah, that was where we left off. And now we have some extra exciting news. Yeah. But before that, if you guys haven't checked out her book already, where can they find the the plant-based on a budget book? Amazon or wherever you shop. It's even, we saw it in Whole Foods. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Someone (laughs) messaged me and uh, showed me a photo at Costco. That was really cool. So it's uh, definitely on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble. I just made a soup from that cookbook last night and it's so good. It's my favorite soup. <laughs> Which one is that? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one that it's like a very simple one and I add udon noodles. Uh, the tofu noodle soup. Tofu noodle soup. Oh tofu my noodles. God. Like a chicken noodle soup, but better. I never thought about just like cutting up tofu and dumping it in soup without 
like seasoning it or cooking it in some way, but it's actually so good. And it provides that meaty texture that you're familiar with already. Yeah, really, really good. Okay, so back to our exciting news. (laughs) Michelle and I have really, really exciting news. I'll let I'll let her break it to you. We are writing a book together. This is something that Tony and I have been talking about for like a half a decade now. And the idea has evolved a lot over that time. Um, I believe our first idea was a children's cookbook, but we didn't have kids. We weren't going to have kids. And we would, I remember we went to Barnes and Noble yep. and sat in the cook, kid cookbook section and we're like, how could we make a vegan version of this? And... Yeah. Yeah. It was it just, just like something that wasn't really done in the way that we wanted it to be done in the in the space yet. And there's so many vegan cookbooks out there, but we were like, gosh, to make it accessible and fun for kids would be awesome. Um, but yes, that was one idea that and came and pe- came and went. <laughs> then we had the college cookbook. Oh yeah. And we were like super set on this one. We're like, this one's the one. We're gonna write the college cookbook. It's gonna be really perfect. And we know that others exist, but not in the way we thought was the most perfect. Right. A lot of them don't have any photos in them. Or so if anyone out there wants to write a college cookbook, please take that idea and run with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's it's much needed. Uh, But finally, we decided on one that we really like. It's untitled as of right now. Mm -hmm. We're still working on that. But uh, in, in my opinion, this is for mixed families. It's for people who want to share food. They may be vegan and want to share food with non-vegans. What are the best, most tested recipes everyone will love, omnivores and vegans alike? And so Michelle and I have been in the recipe testing process. Yeah. All really familiar kind of, kind of more comfort foods, foods that, that you already loved before. And then I don't know, when I go to make like chocolate chip cookies, I go on the internet and I'll try and find the best rated recipe and I'll make it. And I'll be like, this is not that good. So what our, our process for in this cookbook has been fun and exciting and like exhausting and tearsome as it's, uh, as we go through so many just iterations of each recipe. And then each recipe that we're creating is rigorously tested. So if Tony creates the recipe, then I make the recipe and I test it. And then we send it along to our whole team of almost a hundred recipe testers. And then three additional people also test and leave feedback on the recipe before it comes back to us to like do the final tweaks. So we're just putting in, um, all of that, like, all the sweat and tears and disappointment of recipes not coming out to create the perfect recipes for you guys so that you can have one that works every time. Yes, I learned how to cook from recipe books and vegweb.com <laughs> for anyone who has been vegetarian for a while. Is you, that still there? You know that just, <laughs> does it exist anymore? I, I actually don't know. I'm going to look it up. I wonder and if, if it does exist, is it better? Because before it was like the interface was not very visually appealing. Yeah. And like you'd get more from the comments, like the feedback in the comments than the actual recipe itself. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I have taken every, I mean, both Michelle and I have taken everything that we love about cookbooks and the recipes that our families have shown us over, over our lives and have made them veganized. And it's so, it's so fun and cool to, you know, be in this process together. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's not something that will be coming out until probably late 
next year, but September, 2020, September, 2020. Um, but yeah, we'll keep you guys updated as it goes. Cause it's, it's like a really, yeah, it's an exciting process and it's hard not to share it with you guys yet as we're like in the heart of it. And before we move on, we wanted to know, is this something that you are interested in learning more about? We kind of threw the idea around of maybe doing an episode on what it's like to write a cookbook. Is that something of interest to you? You can message uh, message me on Instagram or email Michelle. <laughs> she won't respond to your Instagram messages, but I, I will. And um, you can also email Michelle at michelleworldofvegan.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so, um, yeah, the ideas that we could share, we've written eBooks, like our first cookbook that we published was a self-published eBook of 10 recipes called the, the Friendly Vegan Cookbook. And that is something that any of you listening, if you do have a passion for food or have family recipes or have cultural recipes that you love, that you veganize, that you want to share, anyone can do this. We can take photos with our iPhone and they have really simple to use eBook software. And uh, you don't even need to like find a publisher, or do any of that. You you can publish your book online, either for free or for sale, any of it. So um, we have experience with that. And then going the more traditional cookbook and publisher route, um, finding an agent, like all of the technical things involved in that. So yeah, if anyone's interested in us doing an actual episode focused on that, let us know. Since our last episode, I got married. In our in our last season, we talked about vegan weddings, but I had just gotten engaged and I was barely getting an idea for my wedding. And it was so cool. I was only engaged for four months. Michelle hosted my rehearsal dinner, which was so cool. I really wanted to, well, I thought I was going to have a smaller wedding and with just our best friends, but then, you know, we didn't want our families to have hurt feelings. We wanted everybody to feel loved and included who shared some significant part of our lives with us. So it turned out to be a little bit bigger than expected. So this was a way at Michelle's house for us to include just the most, like the closest friends that have shared the most time with us and have been with us in happy and in sad times and uh, to celebrate our union. So we just got takeout. My husband did some karaoke for us, which oh was gosh, really was funny. So fun. <laughs> so fun. And uh, and then yeah, the takeout, if anyone's interested in the food, was from a local oh, yeah. um, Chinese restaurant. No, it's Vietnamese. Vegan, vegan Vietnamese restaurant. And it was so good. And they made just these huge vat portions that we just brought to our house. It was super casual, but so delicious. If you're ever in Sacramento, I highly recommend Anna's Vegan Cafe. It's my husband's favorite restaurant. And it's my favorite in price. I love the food. Definitely. Uh, I've been going there for 10 plus years. Their lunch special is $5.95 for an entree, a spring roll, a soup and rice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So and you usually can't finish it and like need to bring home leftovers. Yes. But it's a really good tip for anyone throwing any sort of party or gathering or get together is to look in your area at some vegan restaurants and especially the more affordable ones that might be able to make big portions. So if you don't feel like having to cook and prepare on top of throwing an event, it's a really great option. And you get to support a local vegan eatery. So I wanted to just very, very quickly touch on my wedding and talk about the food, especially. We had a lot of different events. Uh, we had six parties. That's a lot of parties for our, our wedding weekend. A lot of our guests flew in. And so we wanted to make it a special experience for them, especially because they poured so many of their resources, their time and their money into coming and celebrating our special day. So uh, 
one of the parties that we did was the one I just mentioned at Michelle's house. Michelle made delicious and beautiful cupcakes, which she will put a photo in the show notes. Yeah, she the has recipes gotten, at worldofvegan.com. Yeah, and we'll include those in that that link in the show notes too. And she has gotten so good at piping. So it Thank looked you. like they were professional <laughs> cupcakes. Uh, so we had that and Anna's Vegan Cafe. And you also had Miyoko's cheese spread. That was really beautiful. And then um, what other parties did I have? Oh, okay. Then I had uh, my rehearsal lunch was at the venue and they used my recipes. So I was a little bit concerned because my venue made it so that we had to use their caterer and they hadn't had a vegan wedding. So what I did was I gave them some suggestions for things I liked and my husband gave them specific brands to try to get a hold of. So we wanted Miyoko's cheese and he wanted a field roast on croute at our actual wedding brunch. Uh, and, and then at our rehearsal lunch, we had recipes from my cookbook, which was really cool. So if you are concerned about your caterer not being able to accommodate you, try giving them recipes and asking them to to make the vegan recipes for you. I did the same thing. My caterer for my wedding had never made uh, an all-vegan wedding before, and they used some of our recipes and some of their own that they suggested that were plant-based. So they're usually really great with working with what you like and what you want. Yeah, everyone loved the food. And then on our actual wedding, we were gifted the Just Scramble 2.0. So it was their new formula, and it was so good. They the caterer made it into a veggie scramble. So they threw in a lot of different vegetables. We had a carving station. Wait, so for anyone not familiar, Just is a brand that makes uh, plant-based eggs, plant-based mayo, plant-based, a bunch of different plant, cookie dough, all Mm, sorts of stuff. So yeah. (laughs) And they're very good. You can find their products at places like Walmart and and, uh, Sprouts. Uh, But anyway... We also had a carving station, which was so cool. I actually didn't get to see it, but Michelle told me it was awesome. (laughs) It was so awesome. It's like what you'd see at a meat-based wedding, but it was all vegan. Like they were carving, is it, was it tofurkey? No. Field roast? Yes. Field roast. They're carving tofurkey, field roast. And it was very cool. It was just like a unique thing that you never expected to see when you're going to a plant-based wedding. And what that looked like, I, I saw at the after part of it and it, it was like, a big giant chopping block with a chef in a big giant chef hat uh, cutting with meat utensils. And it just had this butcher feel, but with plant-based meats, which was cool. Yeah, especially because so many people go to a, a vegan wedding just expecting something completely foreign and to be eating just salads and greens and uh, vegetables and potatoes um, and to take away the main part that they're used to recognizing a dish. So it was really cool that you had that element there. And uh, my one of my favorite things about my whole wedding was that we incorporated fruit in everything. So my bouquet had fruit in it. Paul's boutonniere had blackberries, all of the corsages that the moms wore were berry filled. And then our centerpieces were just mostly fruit. And at the end of the wedding, as a favor, we gave our gift our guests gift bags to take home the fruit that were on display. And I felt really good about that because usually people just toss their flowers and this way people were able to enjoy the delicious fresh fruit. Yeah, that's awesome. 
And then lastly, the cake. My friend Anna did um, the most beautiful cake. It was vanilla with an orange zest, raspberry filling, and then filled with or decorated with vanilla frosting and fruit. So it was really beautiful. We'll drop a photo of that. But you can get creative with your wedding food. For our after party, we had vegan pizza from Buffalo Pizza here in Sacramento. They delivered it and they were so awesome. They gave us a discount uh, for our wedding, which was way cool. And yeah, so lots of fun with food at our vegan wedding. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. You guys have to check out the photos over in the show notes. And also you wrote a whole article about it on I did. Based on a Budget. And I included my wedding video, which I think is so pretty. <laughs> it is. I almost didn't you get- a, so beautiful that day. Thank you. I almost didn't get a wedding video because they're a little bit expensive. But if I could go back, uh, get maybe even a second shooter <laughs> uh, for, for our wedding video, because it's really the only thing I have. I have my photos, but- to capture it, the movement of the day exactly. and like the feeling and emotion. And not only that, but it flew by so fast that I had forgotten some of the things that were said in my ceremony. And to go back and watch it, I know a lot of people said kind words during our ceremony and to go back and have those always. If I'm ever feeling down or if Paul and I are ever like struggling with something, we can go back and remember what a beautiful day we shared. Yeah, I didn't get a wedding video. Um, we did try to stay on just as tight of a budget as we could. And we kind of put that money into a photographer instead. But after my wedding, um, I had probably watched so many people's wedding videos. I just think they're such such a beautiful, they capture like the happiest days on planet earth. <laughs> um, but it inspired me to actually become a wedding videographer, like a lower budget one. So that couples who wanted something a little less Hollywood style, but still wanted to capture those special moments that they'd be able to. And to be able to like sort of offer that gift to people who otherwise couldn't afford it, I thought was a really special thing because it was something I definitely wish that Dan and I had had at our wedding. I was actually going to say now anyone can fly Michelle out to see them. However, <laughs> this is a good segue into why that won't be possible for a little while <laughs> yeah. because Michelle is having a baby. I'm so excited for her. It was something that we talked about briefly. She just in passing mentioned in our last season that uh, she was interested in having a baby. And so fast forward just a few months and she is actually just starting to show it's such a cute little baby bump. Yeah. Michelle, how are you feeling about everything? I'm in my second trimester now. And a big thank you to Josie, who was our guest, who talked all about vegan pregnancy in last season. And all of her tips and everything have been so helpful to me already in this pregnancy. But um, oh my goodness, it's like... Uh, I, I can't believe that there's like human being growing inside of me. It's such a weird thing. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's happening. Uh, how has the vegan part of it been for you? So Dan and I are really excited. And um, yeah, I've been already creating some resources uh, around having a plant-based pregnancy, a vegan pregnancy, and all the different things that I've been going through that can hopefully be a help to any other uh, future mamas out there, mamas and papas. So you can find those over on my YouTube channel. I'm doing mostly videos on the World of Vegan YouTube channel and then also some articles at World of Vegan. Some other exciting news in my life is that we just bought a house. I am so excited about this. And I'm so excited actually that Michelle and I want to have a whole episode on creating a vegan house. So I'm going to keep it really brief. We bought a house in Sacramento, which makes me so happy. I thought 
for a while I was going to move to DC and I thought I was going to move to San Francisco and to be here where my family and friends are makes me so happy. And to have a house where Paul and I will make it our home and we both like it, which is actually really extremely hard to find uh, when you're coupled up and you have different ideas of what you want. I know Michelle has a similar experience where her partner wanted to live in Ohio, <laughs> <laughs> but also in, in their, their dreams, the dream houses for a while seemed like they looked very different and to find a home that you both feel comfortable with and that you both want to spend your time in. It just is such a nice, relieving feeling. It's the most expensive thing you will ever buy in your whole life. That's the biggest purchase. You're agreeing to go into debt together for decades. Like it's a big choice. So you want to both be on the same page. And I think, um, I know like Tony, as you were going through that process, there are a lot of times where you're just like, we're never going to find something that we agree on. And I was like, no, trust me, I was there too. Like you will find something that you agree on and you have, and now it feels good. So that's, if anyone else is looking for a house with a partner, wait, like don't, don't um, try and just, uh, stamp on the other person's viewpoints or feelings, like wait until you find something that you both love because it's definitely out there. I I was very skeptical of this when Michelle was like, Tony, it's okay. I was like, there were times where I was like kind of in tears because we were spending, it was just at a hard, harder time in my life where I was traveling every week and then having to come home and work extensively on what I hadn't had the chance to work on. And then also looking for five, six, 10 houses, looking at five to five to 10 houses in the short period of time I was home. It just felt overwhelming and stressful. And when Michelle was like, don't worry, you'll find one. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> I remember my mom told that to me when I would be like in tears, like, we're never going to find something we both love. And I was like, yeah, right, mom. And and she, everyone's right. Like, there's always another house. You'll fall in love with a the house, then you'll fall in love with another house. And you'll get your heart broken over and over and over again. But finally, you'll find a situation that's better than any of those. Yeah. And we lost a few houses. So we, we, we were either outbid or it just didn't happen for us. And so it just felt like just... It's an emotional sad. time. Like yeah. it really is like you're dealing with a breakup. <laughs> like you envision your life unro unraveling in this space. And you already have like the second you step into a home that you feel like could be yours, you're picturing what's going to happen where. And yeah, it's it's an emotional roller coaster experience. And when we dive in our episode, we're going to talk a little bit about what kind of furniture is vegan. I know I've had a, a, a challenge with that and I want to go dig deeper in into how I found stuff, how Michelle has found stuff for her home that is cruelty-free and vegan, uh, does not have down feathers. It does not have wool or leather. And I guarantee there is stuff in that episode that will come up that you guys will have no idea about as a, how long have I been vegan? I don't know, 12 years, 13 years now. I don't know. But, um, but Tony just said something to me the other day and I was blown away. I, she was like, how do you find vegan blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? I had never thought about it being not vegan before. I won't give away the secret because it'll be in our episode. <laughs> but yeah, I when I moved into my home two years ago, I so wanted to create some cool resources around, more around lifestyle, having a, leading a conscious, um, cruelty-free, more eco-friendly, just con creating a conscious home. Um, but I never had the time to do it the way that I wanted to. So I'm hoping that our podcast episode will be a great opportunity to talk about all the things that often just get overlooked or just don't 
get thought about. And it's so simple when you're creating and like when you're moving into a new bigger space, there's so much stuff you have to buy or um, find source somehow for the first time. Pillows, uh, mattresses, couches, rugs, bedding, like all of these things that you're purchasing that are huge purchases. And so just to step into that space with a little bit of knowledge ahead of time, so you can be putting those dollars of yours, like we vote with our dollars into the brands and companies and types of fabrics and products and just types of things that we want to be supporting the world. Yeah. And you can also talk about your process right now of making a baby room. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, uh, yeah, just another component of of making a compassionate household. It's it, it. I will say it is a little bit more work. There's things that most people don't have to think about, like the wool, <laughs> and also things that most people don't really know why. Why, for example, wool isn't cruelty free. It's just a haircut for sheep. But um, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that, if anyone saw how the stuff was produced, would be horrifying. So we'll touch a little bit on that in in that episode as well. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the updates that we have. Mm -hmm. I'm, again, so excited to be back and to keep creating these resources. I've been able to promote them a lot on the Plant-Based on a Budget support group and on Instagram. And I hope that you have found a nugget of wisdom that has stuck with you in our previous season. Yes. And we are still currently recording for this coming season. So if you do have specific topics you like to, like us to cover, any struggles you've been encountering as you step into plant-based living or as a longtime vegan, um, anything along that spectrum, please do let us know. We really want to be creating content that you guys value and need, and that's going to help you along your own journey and path. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We're so excited to be back coming in your cell phone or car or wherever you listen to podcasts on a regular basis. Um, If you haven't already, a little reminder to head over and leave us a review on iTunes. And um, if you want to support the show, you can do that once again at patreon.com slash plant powered people. All right. Thanks again for your support. We really, really appreciate your time just listening to us. Uh, So thanks again. Have a beautiful day. Bye.